man behind the machine, clone 64, Dr. Obsoleto. Uh, we just got the Atari 2600 game station. Oh, sweet. Yeah. 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 Hey, bud. Hey, Miss. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas Thank to you. you so much for the gift. Love it. Oh, wow. I was so overjoyed and surprised and over the moon. I'm so grateful to have a great friend. Yeah. Like uh -huh. you. Uh, thank you so much. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had to wait till Christmas morning to open it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was taking a chance. I, I didn't know if you were going to be getting one for yourself or. Yeah, well, I was uh, a close. Yeah, it's a. And I'm like, no. We should get him one. Oh, that's too generous. You guys are generous. You didn't have to do that. Thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. I, uh, yeah. it looks like a beautiful design. I haven't opened the box yet. Okay. So, I'm very, you know, 2600. Yeah, reluctant to open these things. <laughs> I'm just going to look at the box for now. It, it, looks, it looks beautiful. I'm going to hook it up to the 4K TV. Nice. nice. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You guys are so sweet. Something that your whole family can enjoy, you know? Together, definitely. Nice. Yeah, and you know, the they've got the 2600, the 54, and the 7800 games all on there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's got all of them. The 2600. Um, and I think you can add, add ROMs, right? Can you? I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Sorry, I don't want to happen. Cut off. Yeah. You said you could add ROMs on there? I think so. Yeah? Um, you'll have to double check, but I thought you could, but double check on that. Yeah, I was having problems running the 5200 emulator on um, the Raspberry Pi, so I'm excited to be able to play these. Okay. So I can play 2600 and 7800, not by 5200. Uh -huh. Sorry, 54. So that's exciting. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful design. Yeah, they you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, so I, I started getting into Dark Chambers, which is on there. It's a, kind of like, do you remember Gauntlet? Yes, it was like a dungeon crawler. You're going through a maze. This is Atari's answer to Gauntlet. And I recently found it. I never played Dark Chambers, I'm embarrassed to say, but I never had the 7800. Uh, I only had the 2600, my parents said. You know, that's it. We're not going. We're not getting the other one. But so I started playing Dark Chambers recently. But that's on here. So that'd be cool to plug it into 4K. And okay. then um, and then it's the wireless joysticks. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I, I and in a way, I feel like you should have it. Thank you. I, I, you guys know me the best. 
you know, like when people say, I don't know what to get you, don't say that. You know what to get me. And I, I was just like, of all people, this is going to be an awesome gift. Dr. Obsolete all. Happy, so thank you. You know, and Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, I long, really got three good this year by Santa. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Christmas. It did, thank you, buddy. Um, oh, he said awesome. He wants to play it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, probably, he'll probably love those uh, RGB lights on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to love it. Yeah. I'm excited to play it, you know? Cool. Because uh, the other ones I've got HDMI but the, on the Raspberry Pi, but like I said, it's limited. And then the, um, what's that thing, the, uh, the rest of the party flashbacks are RCA cables, right? So, I mean, it's not like, you know, when you play it, it's not like, oh, it's a downgraded experience, but this is HDMI, so the quality should be crisper, you know? Um, so, there's Show, you know, I some, uh, little videos or something. Yeah, I will. In late 1975, sales of devices that made it possible for consumers to play Pong on home television sets were booming. At Atari Incorporated which had first introduced Pong as an arcade game and had manufactured one of the most popular home versions of Pong, engineers began looking for the next arcade game to put in consumer hands, anticipating that people would grow tired of two paddles and a ball. They, saw Jet Fighter and Tank, but instead of designing a custom chip for each game, as was done for Pong, they planned a system that would play both games, four-player Pong if anyone was interested and possibly a few other, as yet unknown games. The system was to be based on a microprocessor. In a few months, Atari's designers in Grass Valley, California, had made a working prototype, and over the next, year, designers from Grass Valley and from Sunnyvale, California, refined what was to be the Atari Video Computer System, VCS. It was released in 1977, and six years later ranks as one of the most successful microprocessor-based products ever built, with over 12 million sold at about $140 apiece. Success did not come without problems. Production problems in the first two years caused Atari losses, estimated near $25 million. But once these problems were solved and enough software was developed, the VCS took off. This article was first published as Design Case History. The Atari Video Computer System in the March 1983 issue of IEEE Spectrum. A PDF version of the original article including photographs and technical diagrams is available on IEEE's Bloor. It is popular today, not because it does an admirable job of playing jet fighter and tank, but because its flexible design also allows it to play chess and baseball, as well as Space Invaders. Pac-Man and many of the other arcade games that have been invented since the VCS came on the market. More than 200 different game cartridges, the read-only memories, ROMs, containing VCS software, 
are now on the market, manufactured by about 40 companies, and new games are constantly being developed. An estimated 120 million cartridges have been sold at prices from $12 to $35, and the demand is such that, in addition to buying more 6,502 microcomputers than anyone else in the world, Atari's purchases of ROMs for its various divisions is greater than that of all other companies in the world combined. Atari and other video game companies had been making microprocessor-based arcade games for some time before the VCS was developed, but the cost of then-available processors, $100 or more each, made the idea of a home consumer product based on a microprocessor impractical. Then came Chuck Peddle and the 6502. Mr. Peddle, who had left Motorola for MOS technology after designing the MC6800 microprocessor, appeared at Weskin, the annual West Coast Electronics Show, in September 1975, offering to sell his new microprocessor by the barrel at $8 apiece. Of course, no one knew that he only had one barrel to his name, recalls Steve Meyer, co-founder of Cyan Engineering, Atari's private consulting company in Grass Valley, and now senior vice president for R&D at Atari. Mr. Meyer and Ron Milnor, his colleague at Cyan, went to see Mr. Piddle at Weskin and found that the 6502 matched precisely the minimum specifications that they had laid out some time before in a blue sky design for a programmable video game. The three went into the back of the MOS technology suite, Mr. Meyer recalls, and in an hour the deal was struck. It started a revolution in home video games. One more word of warning, though, the base system doesn't come with a second controller even though a whole lot of Atari games are pretty explicitly designed to be better with two simultaneous players. If you don't have an extra 2600 joystick controller lying around, and really, why don't you? Atari will sell you a brand new one for $25. And while a Genesis controller will fit in the slot, and work on original hardware, it won't work on the Atari 2600+, Plus, for some reason. Unlike some other classic game console recreations, the Atari 2600 Plus doesn't come with any preloaded games. To use the system, you have to bring your own Atari 2600 cartridges or rely on the 10-inch minus one cart that comes packaged with the system. Switching between games means awkwardly fiddling with dip switches on the back of the cartridge, though. After you plug in a cartridge and hit the power button, a 5-second loading screen hangs around just long enough to be annoying before dumping you right into the game, a distinct downgrade from the instant boot-up of original Atari 2600 hardware. The package doesn't make it clear what kind of internal hardware or emulation solution the Atari 2600 Plus is using to recreate the old circuit boards of an original unit. It doesn't really matter in the end, though, the recreation of classic Atari gameplay is flawless with no signs of additional input lag, frame rate stuttering, or visual, audio artifacts to detract from the experience. Berserk running on the 2600+, as seen on a 4K TV at 4-3 scale. 1. Berserk running on the 2600+, as seen on a 4K TV at 4-3 scale. 2. Berserk running on original hardware, as seen on a 4K TV at 4-3 scale. 3. Berserk running on the 2600 Plus, 
as seen on a 4K TV at 16 to 9 scale. 4. Berserk running on original hardware, as seen on a 4K TV at 16 to 9 scale. 5. Berserk running on original hardware, as seen on a CRT TV. Whether those games hold up to modern scrutiny is a matter of opinion and likely depends on whether you are reliving rose-colored memories of your childhood here. As someone who grew up in the NES era, I've found my attempts to enjoy the Atari 2600 library in retrospect to be extremely hit or miss, with only a small handful of games that are tolerable to play for more than a few minutes. Introducing my 9-year-old daughter to some of those games on the Atari 2600 Plus found more misses than hits, in part because the blocky, low-res graphics proved too hard to tolerate, we did get a few good games of surround going, though. At least the HDMI output also means those old Atari games can now look preternaturally sharp on the 2600 Plus. That's not an entirely good thing, though. Blowing up a 160,192 resolution image to a massive 4K display makes every pixel into a huge, conspicuous square block, and every diagonal line becomes an unsightly, jagged stair-step pattern. Some of that is, just an inherent limitation of the ancient hardware being emulated here, of course. But those resolution limitations were less glaring on smaller CRT displays where the gentle glow of the phosphor helped smooth out a lot of the harsh edges, as you can see in some of the screenshots included here. Mario Brothers running on the Atari 2600 Plus, as seen on a 4K TV at 4 to 3 scale. 1. Mario Brothers running on the Atari 2600 Plus, as seen on a 4K TV at 4 to 3 scale. 2. Mario Brothers running on original hardware as seen on a 4K TV at 4 to 3 scale. 3. Mario Brothers running on the Atari 2600 Plus, as seen on a 4K TV at 16 to 9 scale. 4. Mario Brothers running on original hardware, as seen on a 4K TV at 16 to 9 scale. 5. Mario Brothers running on original hardware, as seen on a CRT TV. And unlike most other modern retro hardware, re-releases, the Atari 2600 Plus doesn't offer anything in the way of image filters to try to re-add the blur to those harsh, blown-up HD pixels. The system's only visual customization option, in fact, is a physical switch on the back of the unit that flips between the original 4 to 3 aspect ratio and a modern 16 to 9 ratio that stretches to fill a modern display, definitely switch this away from the 16 to 9, default as soon as possible unless you like every game to look unnaturally bloated. And it's not just graphics customization, the Atari 2600 Plus is utterly lacking in the most basic options we've come to expect from a modern revamp of a classic console. There's no support for save states, for instance, much less the ability to rewind or pause a game at the system level, and especially important, a mission on a system where most games didn't have a built-in pause option. You can't tune the sound for the specifics of your home theater setup or access on-screen versions of game manuals, either, an especially important omission for a system where numbered game settings can totally change the experience. Mr. Run and Jump running on the Atari 2600 Plus, as seen on a 4K TV at 4 to 3 scale. 1. Mr. Run and Jump running on the Atari 2600 Plus 
as seen on a 4K TV at 4 to 3 scale. 2. Mr. Run and Jump running on original hardware, as seen on a 4K TV at 4 to 3 scale. 3. Mr. Run and Jump running on the Atari 2600 Plus, as seen on a 4K TV at 16 to 9 scale. 4. Mr. Run and Jump running on original hardware, as seen on a 4K TV at 16 to 9 scale. 5. Mr. Run and Jump running on the Atari 2600 Plus, as seen on a CRT TV. This utter lack of features can't help but be a letdown compared to something like the high end analog line, which comes with preloaded, feature packed system software and a design that encourages community expansion. There's no apparent official way to install new firmware on the 2600 Plus, though we're sure hackers will do their best. Even a cheaper retro cartridge unit like Retro USB's AVS includes interesting modern upgrades like optional graphics improvements, cheat code support, and online high score rankings. And that game's budget line of plug and play Atari flashback consoles has also occasionally delved into upgrades like scanline emulation and wireless controllers over the years. Here, the only thing that really justifies the plus sign at the end of Atari 2600 Plus is an HDMI output, thus, the Atari 2600 Plus is really only useful for retro gamers who have a very specific need to play authentic Atari 2600 cartridges with authentic Atari 2600 controllers on an HDTV. And even if that's what you're looking for, $130 might be a bit of a dare asking price for such a bare bones system. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Obsoleto. Let's give these guys a call. We're going to go shopping for some retro games. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, Obsoleto. Gamerhead. Hi. Um, what um, entrance are you guys closest to? Uh, I would say Macy's. Macy's, and you're on lower level? Yes. Yeah, and then... Um, do you guys have Atari 2600 cartridges? Um, yeah, you'd have to come and take a look through them. Okay. What other cartridges for systems do you have? Everything. You know, I mean, which consoles? Well, I mean, I have Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Atari, Intellivision, Dreamcast, Genesis. Okay. Thank you. Okay. See you guys soon. Yep. Bye. Obsolete all. Are you excited to go? Yeah. Yeah? Do you want to get some games? Games? Video games? <laughs> Retro games? Yeah. Computers? <coughs> Do you love games at Christmas? Uh, I love video games. Yeah. I like video games. Yeah, which ones? Uh, any kind. We were playing Alien Storm and then Altered Beast yesterday. <laughs> You know, speaking of uh, Christmas delights, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to take my box Commodore, I'm going to wrap it, I'm going to put it under the tree and pretend that I'm opening it as brand new. Yes. I'm serious. I, 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 think, I think I'm going to do it. You know, I've, I've got a couple that are boxed. I've got a Commodore 64 original box. I've got a Commodore 128 still in the styrofoam and uh, a Commodore uh, 16. Um, nice. So 
Which one? Maybe a couple. Yeah, maybe a couple. I know. Does that sound a little too nostalgic or? No, nah, hey, I think that's great. Thanks. Some, sometimes it's nice to to relive it. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I even have an Atari flashback that I haven't opened. Those prices are going cray-cray. Yeah? Yes. They're going up to two, three hundred dollars I saw one of 350 the other day, the anniversary edition. Jeez. The 10, flashback 10. That's um, crazy. It's going up. The microprocessors go up. They're not depreciating. You know, just the mm-hmm. CPUs and everything themselves, you know, are going up because of right. everything going on in the world and, you know, the fabrication needed to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited that you're going to get your wish. <laughs> what are you going to play? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a. There's a couple of PS5 exclusive games that I'm interested in trying. Um, there's one called Returnal, which is a it's a first-person shooter, but a bizarre one. It's a single-player. Obsoleto. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's hard to describe. It's um it's sort of defined as a, a roguelike game, which is if, if you're unfamiliar where you um, you're it, it plays much more like a classic video game would where you know if, if you die you're dead and you go back to the beginning and you try to beat the game again oh okay um, cool and if but, but as you play like things are a little different so I wouldn't go I don't think it's like procedurally generated or anything but it's a um, you know, you might have different enemies spawn, and you might have a different starting weapon, and the perks and like power ups and stuff that you find are going to be different every time you go through, and and so you're just kind of trying to get better at the game while also relying on a bit of the luck of the draw to like you know give yourself the best build that you can to try to beat all the levels and win. Commodore. But it uh. I don't know. It seems like it does a good job of like integrating that gameplay into the story. Like, like you're stuck in some kind of time loop. Like every mm-hmm. time you die, you wake back up at the beginning, and your character is like trying to figure out why. Uh, it seems neat. It seems like a cool game. Um, I've seen some gameplay of it. It looks good. That's um, cool. Um, but there's a bunch of weird little indie games too that I'm excited to try. That they were just a little. Um, hang on one second. Sure. Yeah, so the gameplay. To be available on on the you know, the older generations. Uh, there's one called Viewfinder that I'm excited about. Oh. Um, you like it's first person, not a shooter. You just kind of walk around, but you pick up a you find photos, and when you look at them, it like sets the photo into the background of the game like it it just flops and it becomes like a hallway into that photo and it is really hard to describe (laughs) Um, but it would be way too 
tests to put onto like the PS4 because I mean you're essentially just like you can build the world around you with these these photos and set hallways wherever you want and like if you tilt it slightly and then set it gravity will affect that room and like everything will slide like yeah. in the direction that you tilted it and like it's really bizarre um it looks it looks super neat though i've never seen anything like it so well, think about that i mean it's something kind of going back to the retro but mm-hmm. uh dragon slayer we never saw oh, anything yeah. when that came on 64 and the other systems and then arcade Nobody had seen anything like that before, oh, and it's yeah. extremely yeah, difficult. Yes. Right. <laughs> that well, one was a quarter eater for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Dragon's Lair? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's a cool game. It's, um, it's a weird game, <laughs> but it's a cool game. Yeah, but it's like whoa, animation. Yeah. You it's know. like you're playing a movie. Yeah. Yep. That always intrigued me when that we played that on the '64 and then the arcade. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I've, I didn't, you know, I was a, a little bit before my, my time of being a kid in the arcades, but I have been lucky enough to play one. Uh, they've got it at Starcade. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so I actually cool. played it recently. Hard game. Not, yeah. not easy to get very far in that game. <laughs> yeah, you would think, well, these older games they should be real easy, but they they can be challenging, you know. No. Like when E.T. Or, gets stuck in the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, a lot of companies relied on you, you know, not being able to beat a game and you rented it. That's oh. another one where it's like you weren't buying games, you were renting games. If you can't beat it in a week, you have to rent it again. Oh. <laughs> and so that was just another example of like, squeeze as much as they can out of one game it's not so much like that anymore right oh, I now think... all the squeezing is optional yeah <laughs> microtransactions and stuff yeah I think Asteroids was like the first arcade game to like rack up the most coins oh yeah I think it was Asteroids and then Pac-Man came out and they they showed that they could be king. Yeah. So the Pac-Man franchise was born. But that's what I think in terms of arcades. I think... Mm-hmm. I know Space Invaders was up yeah, there too. Yeah, right. Space Invaders, Asteroids. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Space yeah. Invaders, actually. I think that's the one. Yeah. yeah I saw there was an interesting like, docu-series. Um, about, I can't remember if it was about video games or if it was just about toys in general. But... Um, I, I learned some cool stuff uh, watching that. It was cool. They talked to like the creator of Space Invaders. And, um, he had like a notebook with his doodles of like the ideas that he had for what yeah. he wanted like the aliens to look like. Um, so it was really neat to like see concept art for Space Invaders. Like obviously they couldn't make it look hardly anything like what he wanted it to, but because it was all blocky, but. I think I saw that documentary, right? It was, it was pretty cool, yeah. I think it was on Netflix. It was like a series. I can't remember what it was called now to save my life. But what was it? Oh, was it Insert Coin or something? 
something. I can't remember. There was something there like that. I yeah. remember a few came out around the pandemic that I watched. Uh, um, yeah, I, I feel like I learned Space Invaders thing. Then, uh, Missile Command was a pretty popular one too. But that was later. Oh yeah, that was popular on the arcade. Yeah, and Atari. Yeah, that was that was the first one to get modded. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, it was just done by some college kids. They bought a missile command and oh. they put it in um, like the commons room of their their dorms or something. Yeah. Um, and it was racking in quarters, and they were stoked. And then over time, they were realizing that they were making less and less money, but people were still playing it all the time. And it dawned on them that people have gotten better at the game and they play further and they play longer so they aren't spending as much money oh yeah and uh and so they were both they were all computer guys or whatever going to college for coding and stuff like that and uh yeah they made they made it harder and they put this like modified version in and uh and it the, the company caught wind and there was this whole thing and eventually they they were like look we won't sue you if you give us that technology <laughs> essentially uh, and i can't remember how the whole thing ended they didn't like get in trouble or anything but they might have gotten jobs <laughs> so kind of one of those funny like, oh, really? hacker hacker turned you know computer whiz situation um it's a pretty interesting one Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool stuff. Made it to the gamer head store to buy retro stuff. Yeah. And Mr. Man's playing Dance Dance Revolution while I buy some Atari 2600 cartridges. Hello. Hi. I am looking for some cartridges for Atari 2600. They're going to be um, uh, over here. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Did you guys move by chance? Yeah, and then we're moving yeah. again. Where are you guys moving? Just upstairs. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay, look what we got. Man, a lot of Atari cartridges. Wow. Daddy, I want to get one. Are all these Atari cartridges individually priced? Are they a basic... Um, is there a, they are, but I want to say, like, they're probably closer to, like, four or five bucks a piece. Four or five bucks? Unless it's, like, unless it says on it. Okay. Otherwise. Okay. So. Thank you. Yeah. you These are all the N64, right, yeah. left? Yeah, we have left right oh, now. okay. And then, um, I remember the owner was selling some stuff. Are these everything that we see is available to sell? Um, that's like, the owner right behind you. So it's kind of up to him of what he wants to sell behind me. Oh, like the Nintendo glove? Oh, yeah. I don't want to sell that. Yeah, it's but... It's like part of our Holy Trinity. Yeah. Right. A lot of us We've been like, that thing for years. I actually ordered that on eBay, like, three okay. or four years ago. Okay, I thought I'd ask. We just yeah. didn't have one. Nobody would bring is there anything okay. else you Is this his do? coat? Yeah, oh yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything um, else? Yeah, um, yeah, can I see this cartridge, the Mirage, please? Miracle. What is that? Looks like a piano game. Piano teaching system. Okay. 
Okay, great. Yeah, I did all see. the other ones besides that one. Okay, thank you. I'm going to yeah. come back here. i got a few things. For I'm going to think about that. I have a question. Uh, it looks like there were some ColecoVision um, cartridges included in there. Are some of these ColecoVision that were in with the Atari? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, this one is ColecoVision. Okay. This that one, right that one is, and... They kind of stay around in the... Well, some of them... That's... Is that Coleco, too? No. Let me just type it in. Sure. I can look them all up on price charting. Okay, thanks. They're not listed. What much of the prices on these? Um, I have to look them up. Oh, this, okay. this one I can't find at all. Okay, let me just Hey, hey, stay where I can see you, please. Please stay where I can see you. Play over there. Yeah, this is ColecoVision. Oh. This one's like $9.99, and I'll give you deals on all of them. This is Atari. Atari. I think Hubert's Atari. 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 You don't want Ataris? I do. That's what I was looking oh, for. Okay. But but these, you said nine dollars for each. Yeah, I'd give you a deal on them. You have a ColecoVision? Yeah, I do. I'm, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Twenty-five for them all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this was like five dollars a piece. With the late, this was one dollar here. That um, was a garage sale sticker from back in the day. Oh. I'll do. I'll tell you what. Twenty dollars for them. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is Sounds good. Deal? Yeah, it's a deal. Are you going to carry any Commodore 64 stuff ever? If they bring it in, yes. Okay. We buy, sell, and trade everything. So yeah. We don't say no to anything video. I was just at a store in Phoenix uh -huh. and they had floppies they were Did selling. They? Yeah. We have some floppies. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You want to look at them? You want to yeah. look at them? Yeah. Okay. Do you we have, have them on display or? Um, they're right over here. Oh, okay. I'll show you. Put this on hold, Atari. Look, before I ring you up, let's just. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm mostly uh, Commodore oh, this 6. Is in television. In television? Okay. Oh, you, uh, man. Okay. In television. Yeah, I don't have an television floppy drive. I have a Commodore and Atari floppy drive, but I would really love these. Yeah. Wow, this that looks awesome. Right Sweet. Okay, short on money in this. Excellent. Oh, wow. Voice yeah, that's synthesis. It. Just oh crazy the stuff we have oh in here. Oh, my God. You know that? 
Tron. Oh my god. Yes, that is a cool box. Wow. Oh my god. We got a ColecoVision. A tele ColecoVision can't play a television, can it? I don't know. No. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay, I just gonna get this, okay? Yeah, go for it. It's such a great time at this place. What a great time. Part of my birthday present. We got Frogger for Atari 2600. Space Chase for Atari 2600. Um, let's see the year on this. Let's see. 1981. Okay. And then we got Encounter L5 for Atari 2600, 1982. Which we're going to get back to on that. Let's get here. Um, we got Cubert for Atari 2600. Very cool. Moon Sweeper, Atari 2600. Um, now this is ColecoVision War Room. Some like war simulation game. Cool. Okay. And uh, then we've got Mr. Do for ColecoVision and Adam. Super excited about this. 1983 ColecoVision, obviously, um, creating Mr. Do uh, at the time and then uh, licensing it to arcade games, which. We had access to a Vintage Computer Festival in Midwest every year. They bring in a Mr. Do Upright Arcade. So I'm excited about this. And then the owner was so nice. He gave me an Intellivision voice synthesis cartridge. It talks, add voices to Intellivision. And it's the Tron Solar Sailor Edition. This is so cool. Based on Tron, the futuristic adventure motion picture from Walt Disney Productions. It talks. Save the solar sailor. Score points by shooting the grid bugs, tanks, and recognizers. Inside the MCP. Master Control Program, you've reached Phase 2, a nightmare numbers game from the futuristic world of Tron. Your opponent is the tireless Master Control Program, MCP, right? The Solar Sailor will be attacked relentlessly on its way to the MCP Center in the decoding phase. In both phases, you'll hear voices instructing, even taunting you to give your all. It's very cool, man. This is 1982. In the box, with the software and the cartridge. I don't even know this gentleman, and he saw the look in my eyes with this, and he said, Merry Christmas, it's for free. That was too generous of him. That was very nice. So, Merry Christmas to everybody. We're going to come back on this. Obsoleto! Blessed. 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 Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Everybody, I love you guys so much. That's the beauty when you go to these stores. You never know what you're going to get. Looking for some Atari 2600 games. Came upon ColecoVision and television games. Pretty cool. Got to do some research on a few of these, but there's scores, definitely. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, from Man Behind the Machine, Dr. Obsoleto. Uh. What are your last-minute finds for this holiday season? 
your Christmas shop and send in your comments or voicemail. Thanks for listening. Nintendo 64 cartridge, uh-huh. and I didn't get it, and I, I totally regretted it. Everybody says that. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. Merry Christmas to everybody. What a wild year it's been. I don't know. I think uh, every time I come up with an idea for an episode, I come up with another one. There's a backlog. So thank you for all for being patient. I try to publish them as soon as I can, all things being equal, you know, so um, thank you for listening this year, and please subscribe, it's more important than ever, if you could please let people know, let them know that, let them know that it's on every platform, you can subscribe, find all the topics that you enjoy with technology, retro, Everything that's new, old, hot, mostly old, obsolete, and um, bringing you speakers like uh, Howard Scott Warshaw this year, R.J. McCall, Michael Tomchik, the list goes on and on, upcoming, Jerry Ellsworth is going to be on, and, uh, and then we've got January, Bill Hurd, Commodore Engineer, Extraordinaire. And uh, we got other goodies that I'm going to announce. I'm not going to let it all out now. Nah, nah, nah. Santa's watching if you're naughty or nice. So subscribe to Man Behind the Machine. Throw the dice. You're nice. I'm nice. Christmas morning. Yep. And uh, awesome. Beautiful gifts. A lot of Pokemon. The That's battle deck and uh, the new Atari. Let me see it, Aiden. Um, Game Station Pro. Okay. Uh, I wasn't expecting this. We're very dear friend. Um, two hundred plus video games. Atari, twenty six hundred, fifty two hundred, seventy eight hundred. Awesome, love it. Unbelievable. Yeah, what's cool about this is this has the twenty six hundred, the fifty two hundred, and the seventy eight hundred together. And uh, the 7800, the 5200, I can't play on my Raspberry Pi for some reason. I have error messages. So I basically don't have access to all those games. So let's see what this is. They've got Air Sea Battle, Adventure, Asteroids, Boxing, Breakout, Canyon Bomber, Centipede, Circus Atari, Combat, Crystal Castles, very cool. Dark Chambers, super cool. Demons of Diamonds, Dodge'em, Drag Race. Fast Eddie, Frog Pond, Gravitar, Haunted House, Human Cannonball, iRobot, Lunar Lander, Major Havoc, which is super cool right there. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Millipede, one of my favorites. Ninja Golf, Missile Command, Night Driver, Off the Wall, Outlaw, Pong, Video Olympics, Quadron, Real Sports Baseball, Real Sports Basketball, Real Sports Football, Roadrunner, Skydiver, Solaris, Space War, very cool, Super Breakout, very cool, Sword Quest, Earthworld, Sword Quest, Fireworld, Sword Quest, Waterworld, Star Raiders, Steeplechase, Tempest, very cool, Video Pinball, Warlords, Wizard, and Yars Revenge. Look at this. See this guy? Look, he's playing with his son. 
Who's more excited? Is he excited or is he excited? He's excited. We're going to play this together. And Does everything. Does it come with all those games yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plug it into any. Plug it into HDMI. I want to plug it into there. Yeah. Sweet. And of course, this is coming on the heels of the Atari 2600 Plus that everybody's so excited about, but I'm excited about this GameStation Pro. See, it's got 200 plus video games built in. Oh. Console connects with HDMI to TV, 2.4 gigahertz wireless joysticks. That's cool. With built-in paddles, game save options, dynamic RGB lights. Yeah, so apparently the list that I just read, it's not all of the games. They only put the legendary games on here. So there's many more, it says. Obsoleto. Merry Christmas. died in 2023. Another year, another crop of tech products and services that were unplugged, powered down, and erased from the web. Or one out for the tech that had its last hurrah in the last 12 months. Chloe Albanesius. By Chloe Albanesius. Updated the 20th of December 2023. Headstones with four brands on them, credit, shutterstock forward slash Ruth Black, Snapping, Netflix, Twitter, Amazon. Nothing lasts forever, especially in Silicon Valley. Products, services, and CEOs fizzle out regularly, many without any fanfare. Other endings catch us by surprise, ten years later, the demise of Google Reader still stings. Time marches on and corporate priorities shift. Here are the products and services that took a final bow in 2023, starting with the most headline-grabbing shutdowns and then a month-by-month -month breakdown. RIP Twitter, Long Live X. Elon Musk attends an event during the Vive Tech Technology Startups and Innovation Fair. 
Photo by Joel Sage forward slash AFP via Getty Images. Elon Musk has been at the helm of Twitter for more than a year now, and perhaps his most notable move thus far is killing a name with global brand recognition in favor of a letter more commonly associated with adult content. The transition started in April when Twitter was merged into X Corporation, Musk's umbrella company. Several months later, in the middle of the night, Musk announced that soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and, gradually, all the birds. It wasn't immediately clear if he was being serious, Musk has a history of posting spur-of-the-moment tweets that would give even the most seasoned of legal and calms teens a coronary. But he was indeed serious this time, and in a matter of weeks, the bird logo was replaced with a black and white X, tweets were renamed posts, and 15-plus years of brand building went up in smoke. We're currently in that limbo state where every news story about the company refers to it as Twitter forward slash X or X, previously Twitter. And while the core service lives on, it's certainly not the same pre-Musk Twitter. The company's API crackdown meant the end of third-party clients like Twitterific. Meanwhile, the demise of legacy checkmark accounts and the ability to purchase verification has made it difficult to know whether an account is legitimate. Musk's free speech stance means some of the internet's most vile characters are once again on our timelines. And by telling his top advertisers to fuck off after they jumped ship over his anti-Semitic tweets, Musk isn't exactly helping the company pay off its massive debts. Let the chips fall where they may, Musk said recently. Check back next year to see how that pans out. Dead Air Clubhouse clones fade away. In the early days of the pandemic, when Zoom happy hours and sourdough starters proliferated, Clubhouse burst onto the scene with an app that facilitated audio-only chats between groups large and small. Tech giants quickly churned out their own Clubhouse clones, but these part-aligned throwbacks were not long for this world. Facebook was the first to go, ditching its live audio rooms in December 2022, but 2023 also saw the end of Reddit Talk, Spotify Live, and Amazon's live radio DJ app. Xspaces is still around, though presidential hopefuls may not want to rely on it for campaign launches. Advertising content from Walmart. Gift it or get it, holiday tech gifts edition. Walmart has tons of tech gifts this holiday season, but would you rather gift them or get them for yourself? Netflix's DVD business. After 25 years, Netflix's DVD business said goodbye this year, as the company formally shifted all its attention to streaming. The final DVDs went out on in September, and it let existing members hang on to up to 10 DVDs for old time sake. The move came as brick and mortar retailers scaled back their DVD inventories. In October, Best Buy said it would end DVD and Blu-ray disc sales in 2024. You can still grab them online at various retailers, and data suggests people aren't quite ready to fully abandon DVDs, driven in part by the nostalgia and collectability of physical media, according to analyst firm Circaner. Holding onto your favorites in physical form is probably a good idea for movie buffs. While it may seem like any movie under the sun is available on a streaming service these days, some are yanking popular selections from their rotation to avoid hefty licensing fees.
Netflix password sharing. Netflix password sharing offer. Credit, Netflix. As promised, Netflix kicked off a password sharing crackdown this year. The company rolled out the option to add two extra people to your account, but at $7.99 per person per month, it likely makes more sense for moochers to get their own subscription to Netflix's $6.99 per month at supported tier. And that's exactly what Netflix has in mind as it eyes ways to boost subscriber numbers and revenue. There do appear to be some password-sharing workarounds, mostly for those who don't use a smart TV to watch Netflix. But Netflix said in October that people should expect it to complete the crackdown in the next two quarters. January Snap Camera App This Snapchat app, which famously replaced a lawyer's visage with that of a kitten, took off during the pandemic as we all tried to have fun with what was then a novel concept, Zoom meetings. These days, video chats are a mundane part of office life, and no one wants to see you as a potato. Snap agreed and got rid of the app in January. Altspace VR This social VR platform, which lets you attend live concerts, yoga sessions, and play games with friends, first announced plans to shut down in 2017, but was saved by Microsoft. This year, however, Redmond shifted its resources and Altspace VR got the axe. February Amazon Smile Logo Credit Amazon Amazon Smile Launched in 2013, Amazon Smile saw Amazon donate 0.5% of the price of eligible purchases made through smile.amazon.com to charity, with consumers able to choose from over a million charitable organizations to support. On the 20th of February, however, the program shut down because it has not grown to create the impact that we had originally hoped. Amazon. המשחק נגמר. הטכנולוגיה שמתה בשנת 2023. שנה נוספת. יבול נוסף של מוצרים ושירותים טכנולוגיים שניתקו, הופעלו ונמחקו מהאינטרנט. יוצקים אחד עבור טאק כי היה הידד האחרון שלה האחרון 12 חודשים. קלואיה לבנסיוס מאת קלואיה לבנסיוס עדכון 20 בדצמבר 2023 מצבות עם ארבע מותגים עליהן קרדיט, שוטרסטוק חלקי רות בלאק, סנאפ אינק, נטפליקס, טוויטר, אמזון שום דבר לא נמשך לנצח, במיוחד בעמק הסיליקון מוצרים, שירותים, מנח ללהתפוגג באופן קבוע, רבים ללא כל תרועה סיומות אחרות תופסות אותנו בהפתעה. עשר שנים מאוחר יותר, מותו של גוגל ריידר עדיין עוקץ. הזמן צועד וסדרי העדיפויות של החברה משתנים. להלן המוצרים והשירותים שלקחו קשת אחרונה בשנת 2023, החל מההפסקות הכי תופסות כותרות ולאחר מכן פירוט של חודש אחר חודש. ריד טוויטר, יחי איקס. אילון מסק משתתף באירוע במהלך יריד הסטארט-אפים והחדשנות הטכנולוגיים של ויבטק. צילום, גימל ואוהל סגת חלקי סוכנות הידיעות הצרפתית דרך גטה אימג'ה סמך. אילון מעסק עומד בראש הטוויטר כבר יותר משנה, ואולי המהלך הבולט ביותר שלו עד כה הוא הרג שם עם הכרה עולמית במותג לטובת מכתב הקשור יותר לתוכן למבוגרים. המעבר החל באפריל כאשר טוויטר התמזגה עם אקסקורפ. חברת המטריות של מסק. כמה חודשים לאחר מכן, 
באמצע הלילה, הודיעה מאסק כי בקרוב נפרדנו מהמותג טוויטר, ובהדרגה, מכל הציפורים, לא היה ברור מיד אם הוא רציני. למאסק יש היסטוריה של פרסום ציוצים של הרגע שיעניקו אפילו לצוותים המשפטיים והתקשורת המנוסים ביותר כלילית. אבל הוא אכן היה רציני הפעם, ותוך מספר שבועות הוחלף לוגו הציפור באיקס שחור לבן. ציוצים יקראו מחדש פוסטים, ו-15 ועוד שנות בניית מותג עלו בעשן. אנחנו כרגע במצב למבו שבו כל סיפור חדשותי על החברה מתייחס אליו כטוויטר חלקי אקס או אקס, בעבר טוויטר, ובעוד שירות הליבה חי. זה בהחלט לא אותו טוויטר טרומוסק. הדיכוי של החברה היה הסוף של לקוחות צד שלישי כמו טוויטריפיק. בינתיים, פטירתם של חשבונות סימני ביקורת מדור קודם, והיכולת לרכוש שימות הקשור על הידיעה עם חשבון לגיטימי. עמדת חופש הביטוי של מסק פירושה שחלק מהדמויות הנתעבות ביותר באינטרנט שוב נמצאות בלוחות הזמנים שלנו. ועל ידי כך שהוא אומר למפרסמים המובילים שלו להזדיין, אחרי שהם קפצו על הציוצים האנטישמיים שלו, מעסק לא בדיוק עוזר לחברה לשלם את חובותיה העצומים. תנו לצ'יאפס ליפול היכן שהם עשויים, אמר מסק לאחרונה. בדוק שוב בשנה הבאה כדי לראות איך זה מסתדר. אוויר מת, שיבוטים של מועדון מתפוגדים. בימים הראשונים של המגפה, כאשר זום שעות מאושרות ומתחילים מחמצת התפשטו, קלאבהאוס פרץ למקום עם אפליקציה שהקלה על צדיק, עטים שמאיים בלבד בין קבוצות גדולות וקטנות. Game over, la tecnologia morta nel 2023. Un altro anno, un altro raccolto di prodotti e servizi tecnologici che sono stati scollegati, spenti e cancellati dal web. Versane 1 per la tecnologia che ha avuto il suo ultimo urrà negli ultimi 12 mesi. Chloe Albanesio. Di Chloe Albanesius. Aggiornato il 20 dicembre 2023. Lapidi con quattro marchi su di loro, credito, Shutterstock barra Root Black, Snap Inch, Netflix, Twitter, Amazon. Niente dura per sempre, soprattutto nella Silicon Valley. Prodotti, servizi e CEO svaniscono regolarmente, molti senza alcuna fanfara. Altri finali ci colgono di sorpresa, dieci anni dopo, la scomparsa di Google Reader punge ancora. Il tempo avanza e le priorità aziendali cambiano. Ecco i prodotti e i servizi che hanno preso un inchino finale nel 2023, iniziando con gli arresti più importanti e poi una ripartizione mese per mese. RIP Twitter, lunga vita decimo? Elon Musk partecipa a un evento durante la fiera VivaTech Technology Startups and Innovation. Foto di Joel Saget barra AFP via Getty Images. Elon Musk è stato al timone di Twitter per più di un anno. E forse la sua mossa più notevole finora sta uccidendo un nome col riconoscimento globale del marchio a favore di una lettera più comunemente associata a contenuti per adulti. La transizione è iniziata ad aprile quando Twitter è stata fusa in X-Corp, la società ombrello di Musk. Diversi mesi dopo, nel cuore della notte, Musk ha annunciato che presto daremo addio al marchio Twitter e, gradualmente, a tutti gli uccelli. Non era immediatamente chiaro se fosse serio. Masca ha una storia di postare tweet spur of the moment che darebbe anche il più esperto dei team legali e di comunicazione una coronaria. Ma era davvero serio questa volta, e nel giro di poche settimane, il logo verde è stato sostituito con una X in bianco e nero, i tweet sono stati rinominati poste e oltre 15 anni di costruzione del marchio sono andati in fumo. 
Siamo attualmente in quello stato limbo in cui ogni notizia sulla società si riferisce ad esso come Twitter barra X o X, in precedenza Twitter. E mentre il servizio di base continua a vivere, non è certamente lo stesso Twitter pre-mask. La repressione delle api della società ha significato la fine di client di terze parti come Twitterific. Nel frattempo, la scomparsa degli account legacy checkmark e la possibilità di acquistare la verifica ha reso difficile sapere se un account è legittimo. La posizione di libertà di parola di Musk significa che alcuni dei personaggi più vili di Internet sono ancora una volta nelle nostre linee temporali. E dicendo ai suoi migliori inserzionisti di fanculo dopo aver saltato la nave sui suoi tweet antisemiti, Musk non sta esattamente aiutando l'azienda a pagare i suoi enormi debiti. Lascia che i chip cadano dove possono, ha detto Musk di recente. Controlla l'anno prossimo per vedere come funziona. Deder, Clubhouse Clones fa the away. Nei primi giorni della pandemia, quando gli happy hour di Zoom e gli antipasti a lievitazione naturale proliferavano, Clubhouse irrompeva sulla scena con un'app che facilitava le chat solo audio tra gruppi grandi e piccoli. I giganti della tecnologia hanno rapidamente sfornato i loro Clubhouse Clones. Ma questi ritorni di fiamma della linea del partito non erano lunghi per questo mondo. Facebook è stato il primo ad andarsene, abbandonando le sue sale audio dal vivo nel dicembre 2022, ma il 2023 ha visto anche la fine di Reddit Talk, Spotify Live e l'app Live Radio DJ Amp di Amazon. Nick Spaces è ancora in giro, anche se le speranze presidenziali potrebbero non voler fare affidamento su di esso per i lanci della campagna. Con Hardware Awards 2023, all the year's best gaming tech. Another year done, another crop of gadgets and gizmos to pit against each other in the game's radar plus hardware awards. 2023 was a fantastic year for PC and console alike, with a new suite of RTX 40 series graphics cards hitting the shelves and new console entries from both Microsoft and Sony. In between all that, though, We've also experienced some of the best headsets, controllers, keyboards, VR headsets, and shares among all the other gaming tech to grace the shelves in the last 12 months. Between new innovations and further refinements of classic design, 2023 has brought some excellent new devices to the market. We've had our hands on all of it, now with the tough job of narrowing the playing field down to a handful of winners. We've got 15 categories this year, spanning gaming PCs and laptops all the way to board games and VR. The winner in each category will be a device that has truly pushed the limits of this year's tech while remaining influential in its own sphere. We've handpicked these winners after rigorous testing lasting well beyond our initial review period, so you know they can go the distance. Sponsored links. Play this game for one minute and see why everyone is addicted. Raid Shadow Legends. Best Gaming PC Origin Kronos V3. Origin Kronos V3. Image Credit, Future. The Origin Kronos V3 takes one of the most innovative PC cases released this year and turns it into a powerhouse pre-built capable of high-end action. Recommended videos for you. The Corsair Airflow 2000D Airflow is the first ever ITX, small form factor, 
chassis that's capable of fitting a full-size AIO cooler inside of it. Not only that, but it can also squeeze the biggest GPUs in it as well, 